0: I play bad notes all the time. <gasps> they sound just fine to me.
1: Ear snacks with Andrew and Polly.
0: Previously on Ear Snacks.
1: So my name is Marshall, and I am the so rock. Hi,
2: this is Francis England. Quentin.
1: Gabe Davis. Archer
2: Buckby. We just made a
1: tin can phone. Nigel Mills. It's
2: a yo yo. Ainsley and Ryan.
1: Lucky Diaz and the family jam band. This the cookie jar. That's lovely, Polly.
0: Thanks, Andrew. I was just tuning up, getting my hands all um,
1: remembery. Oh, yeah. So was that your first violin? This was not my first
0: violin. This violin is big enough for a big person to play. But I first started playing the violin when I was three. <gasps> first of all, I had a pretend violin made out of a tissue box with a ruler on one end. And my very first bow was a chopstick. Ah. I learned how to hold the violin And I learned not to drop the violin. But anyway, after I had taken enough lessons, Mm -hmm. then um, I got a very little violin. My Aunt Susie bought it for me.
1: And it's so little, and we still have it. Mm -hmm. What do you call the violin you're holding right now? This violin we call Diablo. Mm -hmm. Don't be
0: scared. It's just a little devil. We call it that because the violin maker, who was um, a fiddle maker in, I think, Missouri... Carved a little face Mm.
1: with
0: two devilish little eyes (laughs) and two little horns. When you're making music, it's always nice to get into a little trouble. (laughs) Push it a little bit. Yeah. I play bad notes all the time. (gasps) They sound just fine to me.
1: Did you make up your own music or did you play music that people taught you? I always tried to play music people taught me.
0: Now, whether it sounded like that, you would have to ask my parents. Mm. Um, I think it pretty much sounds like
1: squawk, (laughs)
0: squawk. (laughs) Anyway, um, no, I never wrote my own music. I always played notes on a page, Hmm. or I played songs that I could hear, and then I would work on my fingers figuring out how to play
1: them. Oh, cool. How do you do that? How do you try and play a melody that you hear? Hmm.
0: Well, if you hear a melody, Mm -hmm. if you can hear it with your ears, Mm -hmm. and you can kind of hear it with your mind, and then you can make that sound with your voice— You can tell your fingers to do the same kind of thing. Some people are really, really fast at it. They can think about one note, and then they can think about the next note that they hear, and they can say, those two notes sound near to each other, or those two notes sound far to each other. And whether it's going up or down. And whether it's going up or down. Some people are really good at knowing just how near and just how far Mm. two notes sound together. Now, I'm pretty slow at it, Mm. so most of the time... I kind of have to slide around with my fingers and figure it out. Like, let's do an example. Can I do one? Yeah. So, Andrew, why don't you sing something and I'll see if I can't try to figure out how to play it. Okay. Just make a little anything up. <laughs> okay, sure. La, 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 la,
1: la, la, la. All right, let's see.
0: Sounds like the first note. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was just dumb luck that I got it right, but I kind of thought, mm, mm, I know I went down,
1: and then I know I went up. Yeah, it was higher than the first note.
0: It was higher than the first note. Mm. Now this next part is easy. Mm, mm, mm. It sounds like it goes right down, like like some steps, like yeah. three steps in a row.
1: What notes were those? C, yeah. A, D, C, A. G, F. That sounds a little bit high. I was wondering how it would sound if you dropped it down an octave, like if you Ah, did the same letter notes but lower ones. I'll try it right here.
0: I learned something called Suzuki violin. Dr. Suzuki was a really interesting guy with really great thoughts about music. And the very first one is that every single person is musical Hmm. music is something anyone can learn how to do cool all you have to do is learn how to tell your fingers and your brain how to think and your ears how to hear
3: my name is eddie I usually live in uh, Los Angeles, California, and I'm a musician. I play uh, the guitar, and I play the banjo, uh, and a couple other things, not as well. And I'm a songwriter uh, and, a, and a performing musician.
0: How many strings do you think you have?
3: A lot of strings. you got two 12-strings, there's 24 right there. And then I've probably got five, six strings, so there's another 30. And then I think I have, I have two ukuleles, so there's another eight. And then I have a Tahitian ukulele, which is a doubled string, sort of like the, the mandolin or the 12-string guitar. So that has another eight. Um, and, and I have a bass, four-string bass. How many strings is that?
0: Okay, well, tell us about the ones on your
3: banjo. My father taught me how to play uh, the banjo a number of years ago. Um, And now I have a a banjo that I have right here, and it's a five-string banjo.
0: Do all banjos have five strings?
3: There are four-string banjos. There are five-string banjos. There are even six-string banjos.
0: Okay, so why do you need a banjo with five strings?
3: Because I play a specific kind of banjo playing that's called frailing or claw hammer playing. So if you think about it in four beats, like the one, two, three, four... On the one, you strike a note. And on the second beat, you do nothing. On the third beat, you strum. And on the fourth beat, you hit the drone string. So it ends up sounding like this. than a guitar or a mandolin or in the way that it's built where it has a drumhead as the body of it. Where other guitars it's just maybe wood with a hole and this instead it has in the body it's sometimes called a resonator. It's made of a similar material to a drumhead so you can get a sound where you actually hit the drum. So you can hear that even just hitting the, the drum you can hear that resonate.
0: So I know your dad taught you how to play the banjo and also the guitar. Is he some like super awesome professional banjo guitar player guy? He
3: is not a professional awesome banjo player. And he taught me uh, my first uh, three or four chords. He just loves to play the guitar.
0: Well, I know we've already talked about guitars and feelings, but you also play the guitar?
3: I picked up a guitar um, and then I never really put it down. I just would play it for hours and hours and hours and hours every day. And uh, I would never think of it as practice, because it's practice seems like something that's not fun, something that you're sort of forced to do to sit and to work on it. But if it's something you love to do, it's just something you're doing.
0: Okay, but you're also working hard to figure something out, and you might get better at it. So isn't that practicing?
3: It's practicing, but if you think about what you're doing along the way of the activity during the practice as being so so much fun, especially with an instrument like the guitar, is that very quickly you can make it sound pretty good. You know, probably on the first day that you're playing it, you can make a good sound come out of it. Where something like the violin, another stringed instrument, it's very difficult. It takes a long time to get to a place where you get a really clean sound that comes from the bow and the string.
0: Yeah, I've been playing for a long time and I'm still
3: trying to figure it out. I would think that that would be a very frustrating part of it. Tell me about it. If you are having fun with it along the way. And there's something very encouraging about each day, you know, you, you learn a new chord or you learn a new, um, uh, and just a new song of the same chords that you already knew. Um, but I think I always found the playing, uh, to be so joyous that even as I would be trying to learn something new or work on something new, sort of like with the frailing of sort of sitting with it for hours, there's such a pleasing sound that it makes that you can just sort of sit there and and listen to it for for hours. And a lot of people say that when you get a new guitar, that new, uh, You'll sort of find new songs in it, Um, and uh, and I I think it's true. Each guitar has a different sound to it.
0: Every set of strings does.
3: And the way that it feels in your hands feels different. And it's a lot of fun to pick up a new instrument. The way that you hold your hand is different. Your left hand and your right hand and the type of sounds it makes are different. uh, and it has different r- number of strings and different... And uh, whether you're writing music or you're just having a good time, it, it is, it's a lot of fun to try something new. I'm Andrew.
0: And I'm Polly, and that was Eddie. One of Polly's music friends. It's nice to have a music friend. Mm-hmm. A
1: string friend.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I play with Eddie in his band occasionally I play fiddle in his band
1: and he sometimes plays banjo on some of your recordings
0: you know isn't that nice of him yeah yeah but remember I told you that I learned classical violin so sometimes I feel like I'm not that great at some of the other styles including folk fiddling so you know I thought if I want to get better at doing this you know maybe I could take a lesson there's lots of ways to get better at doing something um, you can just practice a whole lot, mm-hmm. or you can take a lesson, or you can read a book, or you can look up a video. Um, you can ask a friend. And one of my friends named Joanna. Where's she from? She's from Little Rock, which is where I'm from. Little Rock what? Little Rock, Arkansas. mm mm-hmm and she goes to a fiddle camp in Texas. She does? She does, and she said- A fiddle camp? Yeah, it's a camp where you go, and you stay there for four or five days, and you just fiddle with a whole bunch of other people who are also fiddling. Other fiddle campers? Yeah, other fiddle campers. (laughs) All different ages from all different places with all different kinds of fiddles. So she said, Pop, you gotta come to fiddle camp. And I looked at my calendar, and it was like, you know what? I gotta go to fiddle camp. Yes! So I went to Hallettsville, Texas Mm
1: -hmm. to a great fiddle camp. Mm, That sounds very fiddly. It is very fiddly. The camp is called Live Oak Fiddle Camp. (gasps) Was there a live oak there? Several, Mm. several. So I
0: made this recording on the very first day in a class with a really amazing teacher and fiddle player named Stuart Duncan. He's played with just about everyone you can think of. Um, So I went to fiddle camp, and it was awesome. And that's where I met Katie Buckby. How are you? My name is Katie. Katie is awesome. First of all, she's Archer's mom. Archer Buckley. She lives in Boulder, Colorado, where she teaches violin and fiddle lessons, and she's in a really neat band called The Road West. And this is what she thinks about the fiddle.
1: The
2: fiddle, in my opinion, is the coolest instrument around. It has four strings. You hold it up under your chin, on your shoulder, You use a bow across the strings, and you can play all kinds of different music. Classical, country, rock, bluegrass, Celtic, the list goes on and on.
0: Can you make any kind of like crazy sounds with your violin? Like everyone's always making pretty sounds with strings. And I was just wondering if
2: you can make any sounds that are like not so pretty. I don't know, sometimes you can make some pretty ugly sounds on the violin or the fiddle. Like if you press down too hard on the string, it can make a really scrunchy sound like this. Ah! Or if you go way close to the bridge, you can make a real screechy sound like this. Sometimes you can get creative and just, just have fun making noise. My favorite thing about fiddling is connecting my mind and my body. I think it's so cool that you can train your body with your mind to do whatever you want, whether it be playing the fiddle or being a fast runner or an artist or a writer. It's really cool that you can, you can use your mind to train your body to do whatever you want to do. Have you been scared to play your fiddle? Sometimes I get nervous when I'm playing for people, or if it's a a new song, or if I'm getting ready for a competition. But my love for it really outweighs my being scared for sure. Thanks, Katie, for telling us about the fiddle. (laughs) Thanks, Archer.
1: Okay, Polly, so when you got back home after Fiddle Camp, how did you try and work out some some Fiddle Lines to use in our songs? Before I left for Fiddle Camp, we had just written a new song called Expo Line. Oh, right, because in Santa Monica, where we live, they finally got a train.
0: Yeah, we just got a brand new train that comes all the way to our neighborhood. Yeah. And um, when it happened, we were so excited. It's because so exciting. We love public transportation. We love buses and trains, trams, trolleys, all the things that move people,
1: whatever you got,
0: whatever you got. If it's a people mover, we like it. (laughs) So we were so excited that it came to Santa Monica and it felt so historic. Mm -hmm. It's not that often that you're sitting around and something that's never happened before in anybody's life happens right then.
1: That's right. So I think it deserved a song.
0: It definitely deserved a song. So we wrote a song called Expo Line. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of got that, uh, kind of got a country feel to it. It's a little toe tappy. It is. Well, we wanted to write it as like a sing along so that people could um, sing along and feel the same way about the Expo Line that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the Expo Line is for everybody, and the song's for everybody too. So um, when I went to Fiddle Camp, we had just written that song, and so I was excited to come home and try out some new tricks I learned at Fiddle Camp. The number one trick I learned was, is just play the song over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. and just play it slower, Mm -hmm. um, and just play and play and play and play and play, and you might play for hours until you figure out what you want to do. And there's kind of a word for that.
1: What is that word? What's the word for figuring something out over time?
0: Can you guess what it might be if you're listening at home? <gasps> a word that's kind of a string word hmm. that also means doing something for a while just to kind of figure it out eventually.
1: Hmm. I just think there's another word for that. I think it might be fiddle. <gasps> to fiddle? To fiddle around with something? Yeah, or fiddling.
0: Some official words uh-huh. for fiddle from a dictionary, Mm -hmm. are to pass time aimlessly without doing or achieving anything of substance.
1: Maybe it's aimless, like maybe you don't actually have an aim, but you're still, I'd say you're doing something of substance.
0: It's a little bit unfair, don't you think? To me, the point is not the thing that you figured out at the end.
1: Maybe that's why it doesn't feel like practicing. When you're just fiddling around, you're kind of working through something or figuring something out, and you don't necessarily even know what it is.
0: Or just like Eddie, or just like CJ, and just like Francis, and just like Quentin. Right. They're just doing it because they like to do it. Yeah. The truth of that is that practicing and fiddling around get you to the same place.
1: When you do something,
0: you tend to get better at it. It's just a different way of thinking about it. Yeah. So that that's a cool thing about fiddling.
1: That is a cool thing about fiddling. <laughs> that's my
0: fiddle. That's Eddie playing the banjo. And Polly, that's you playing the fiddle. And Gabe Davis is playing his upright bass that allegedly floats. And that's our show. We're glad you're listening to Ear Snacks. Thank you. This is part five, the very, very last part in our multi-part series all about strings.
1: Please subscribe to Ear Snacks on iTunes and you'll get all the newest stuff.
0: If you want to be on Ear Snacks, all you have to do is ask. It's easy. Email us, earsnacks at Thank you to Eddie Berman. You can check out his amazing music at eddiebermanmusic.com.
1: And thank you to Katie Buckby for talking to us about fiddling.
0: You can find out more about Katie at medicinebowstudio.com.
1: And about her band at theroadwest.com.
0: And thank you to Live Oak Fiddle Camp and the Blue Bonnet Class for a great week of learning. Yoo-hoo! This episode has been going on forever! It
1: really has!
0: So let's thank everybody one more time. Okay. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Let's do it. Thanks to
0: all our string friends for telling us about what you tie to what, how you do it, and why you do it.
1: A big, strummy, bowy, plucky, tie naughty knotty string thank you! Here goes. Thanks to... Amos. Ainsley, Ryan, and Eliza. Archer and Katie Buckby. Darby. Francis England. Gabe Davis. Lucky Diaz. Marshall Escamilla from the Tumble Science Podcast for Kids. Mr. Cookie Jar. Yo-yo master Nigel Mills. Quentin and the Banana Rock and Rollers. Thank you. Thank you for being on Ear
0: Snacks. If you head over to... You can find out more about Ear Snacks, mm-hmm. our music, and our upcoming CD of songs from the podcast, <gasps> which comes out on
1: September 30th. Ooh, I'm so excited! I know, I am super excited. Mm. Hey, Polly, what's this song we're listening to right now? This song? Yeah. With me fiddling? Yeah. And Eddie playing the banjo? I know I've heard it somewhere. Hmm, where have I heard this song? This is our song
0: Expo Line Without All
1: the Singing. Oh, is that gonna be on the CD too? It will be on the CD too, Andrew. Hmm. There are a lot of strings on that song. It does have a lot of strings guitars, mm-hmm.
2: banjos, Ukuleles, mandolins, fiddles. Gabe's
1: playing the upright bass. I There's know. Some kites, uh, maybe some yo-yos in there, some shoelaces, uh, lion's mane jellyfish, and a tightrope, and some floss. I know, of course, I know. you need Andrew, floss. You can't Andrew, forget the. What, we've done what? it. We have talked about strings. We have? Are we
0: done? There's nothing more to say.
1: There might be, like, one more thing. We gotta
0: move on, Andrew. We We gotta, (laughs) we, this is just, it's just enough on strings already.
1: We didn't even really get into string theory. Everything is made up of little strings. You know what? What? Strings are everything. Strings are everything. Strings are everything. They're here, they're there, they're everywhere. It's a metaphor. Strings are everywhere, oh, strings are everywhere. They're here, they're there, they're everywhere. In a llama or in a bear. All the strings are everywhere Strings